tournament. And yeah, it was a good experience. I love soccer. So if you guys come over to La Casa, you'll definitely play some soccer. We'll make <laughs> you play soccer. But here's something that you wouldn't know that he won't tell you that I will tell you is that he has one more year of eligibility left at soccer, and he gave that up at the university so that he could move into La Casa and make that his priority to pour into the neighborhood. You wouldn't know that, um, but all four of those guys have given up something significant to do this. These aren't guys going, oh, I, I need something to do. What should I do? No, these are, these are amazing men, and so he's given that up. So yeah. when you moved, when you visited the neighborhood, did it feel like home? Did it feel like different? Like what stuck out to you? How yeah. would you communicate to the people here who don't live in Lausanne? How what it it's was? Like? It was awesome. It was just like being at home. The other day I went with the Nortons down there. We drove by trying to see the house, and uh, there's this back alley from where we're gonna live, and that's like the spot where everybody hangs out. So we drove by, and there was this garage, and it was all like it had all the like decorations. So we had like a um, when somebody turns 15 years old and then they, they party and they have like balloons and the whole house is decorated and there's people from the neighborhood coming in and out and it's just packed and it's really tiny <laughs> so uh, we, we drove by and I saw it and I felt at home right away I was just like this place is going to be awesome <laughs> you know and uh, we went the other day we went uh, to help Jeremy to get it set up and um, there were some people there too they were smiling you know and I, I spoke Spanish and they were like oh you're from here. I was like, no, I'm not from here, but I speak Spanish. And they're just super, super warm and, and uh, welcoming. Yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful place. You guys definitely need to come check it out. Just meet the people there. And uh, we are going to make you feel home there for sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. All right. Let's pray for Macho together, please. And the rest of the team. Father, I ask that, um, that you provide. Help us not to do what we do, which is pretend that we are you. Um, we want to learn and we want to love. We want to learn from these beautiful people and create a bridge. Use La Casa to create a bridge to let your kingdom come and your will be done. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I say a little bit? No, sorry. Get out of here. No, go ahead. Um, I'm really scared. <laughs> I am really nervous. I want you guys to know that. And uh, we're going to need you. I mean, you guys are our community. And uh, I was praying the other day, and I felt like I was scared. I don't, I don't know how to love people that well. I, you know, this is an internship. I'm going in there to learn. We're, we're going to need you guys. So please, please be praying for us. Please, because you guys are part of this. As much as we are, you guys are part of it. We're going to need you. So please, please be praying, you know. Be there. We're going to need you guys. Seriously. We're doing this, we're doing this together. All right? Oh, yeah. I like that guy. Okay. So for everybody that's still parking and uh, trying to get from the back, let's all stand up so when they walk in, they see what we're doing. Worshiping. <laughs>
shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim. something about waking up in the morning and saying those words, how great thou art, it just just changes our, our mind, right? We can come in and go, the parking or the kids or whatever, but if you, oh, okay, God, whew, how great thou art. So we're going to sing about God's love together. It's a song that should be familiar to you all by now.
say that a lot, but it's just so true. We get to say amen about these things that are true. It's kind of like saying, yeah, I agree with that. Amen to that. So our God is love. Amen.
Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we get to come here in our freedom and sing songs about how great you are and how holy you are. Father, sometimes that's an out-of-reach statement, and sometimes it's right here that we can hold on to, Father. But one thing we can all agree on is that you are good. So thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. You guys can take a seat if you want. It'd be kind of awkward if one guy stood and everyone else sat down. So, yeah, if everyone could sit down, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. And there he is. Not awkward at all. Hello. Good morning. Um, I just have a couple quick family announcements, and then we'll talk about home groups for a minute. So, um, there are connection cards on the seats. Um, if you would like to get connected with branches, um, maybe you don't receive our emails like when we um, meet at Zoomars or uh, you just want to hear what's going on, then you can fill that out with your email address and you'll get um, that information. Also, it's a great place to put any prayer requests that you have or um, if you're interested in getting connected somehow, maybe with a home group, with La Casa, um, any of the conferences coming up. You can always um, just write that on the card, and then I'll contact you so that I can get you all the information you need. Um, we are going to do the offering right now, which is where you would put the filled out connection card. If you don't have time to fill it out because they're about to pass the basket right this second, you can leave it your connection card at the back table, and I'll pick those up also. So we do have a couple conferences coming up. We have a parenting conference coming up. Um, Boogie's been talking about it. There's flyers on the seats as well as in the back on the information table. So feel free to pick these up. This is going to be a really, really great opportunity um, for people to get together and figure out stuff about parenting. I know um, I could use the help. <laughs> um, uh, the other flyer we have and um, is the Love and Respect conference coming up in Riverside. It's a marriage conference. It's supposed to be really amazing. Um, and also amazing fact about it is that there is a group rate if you're attending the conference at a hotel called the Mission Inn and Spa in Riverside, which is a really great rate at an amazing hotel. You guys should Google it. I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, I want to go. So um, anyways, there's flyers for that. We'll talk about that again later. Um, the feast is next Sunday. Yay, the feast is back. <laughs> We're going to go back to the courtyard. Summer's over, so we'll be doing it in the courtyard, and we can always use help um, setting up and tearing down for the feast. But um, it's just a time of fellowship, bring food to share, um, come eat what food is here, and get a chance to hang out together. So those are all my fun announcements, and I'm going to invite um, Kirsten and Topher to come up and talk about home groups. And sometimes um, we, we ask them a bunch of questions, and they get to answer, but I'm just going to let them kind of speak um, organically from the heart of their experience with hosting a home group. So that's it. Thank you. Ooh. wife Kirsten and our eight-week-old Ryder. Um, so Boog and Kim just asked us to talk a little bit about home groups and most of you by now probably heard about home groups or are blessed already by one so we'll keep it short. Um, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about our own experience uh, in a home group um, which started really as just a couple friends that wanted to meet more intently 
um, we had been in fellowship, but just really wanted to extend the message of Sunday and meet uh, intently. So we, like a lot of you that have been in small groups, were apprehensive about signing up for something, you know, every week for a couple weeks, but decided to do it anyways, and I've uh, been really blessed by it. So if you're not already in one, um, ask us questions, feel free um, to take a step and, and get involved in one. We've been able to um, just grow as friends and come closer to the Lord and, and be able to meet actually some really fun people too. Um, and I, I want to encourage like current small groups to really, um, I don't know, invite some new people into your group. Um, we kind of, we had the same group for a couple years in a row and then we got some newbies this last year and I know I was nervous for them. I didn't want them to be uncomfortable and we just kind of had the same group forever they're gonna feel really awkward and they were it was awesome like they just fit in seamlessly and you know sometimes they might not fit and you'll they'll find they'll figure it out they'll go somewhere else but I would just like to encourage the groups you have now that even if you feel like I don't know it might be weird to have someone new it's just it's a fantastic way to I mean the Lord works in amazing ways and puts people in other people's lives too and uh, and we we got to meet um, two sets of well, one couple we actually kind of knew, and then another couple was totally, totally new to us, and uh, we just loved them, and we're so thankful that, that the group has grown to the way it has. And I think we have 12 now? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. If you guys are anything like me and have to ask like a million questions before you commit to anything, there's a, Kim's in the back waving a sign-up sheet. You can ask her. If you have any weird questions, ask me. We just, as Branches wants to get every single person in this room involved in a home group, um, extension of Sundays. So in the spirit of fellowship, would you guys just stand up, greet each other, and see if your neighbor's involved in a small group?
Okay, if you can, grab your Bibles and open up to Ephesians chapter 5. So this is the final Sunday of our uh, series on the family. We'll do another series on the family because you just kind of have to do it as a church, right? It's a pretty big deal. God designed the family as an important thing, and um, it's even bigger than, well, as we talked about this morning, it's bigger than just a mom, a dad, and kids. It's like, there's, there's, it's bigger. It's bigger than you could imagine. Um, so I'm kind of excited about this because I like to see people squirm. So you'll see here Ephesians 5.21. I'm going to start with a verse that pretty much everyone, even people that have never come into a church before, which is a lot of people here at Branches, are familiar with. It's Ephesians 5.22. And it's a scripture that not everybody sees. And when they do see it, yeah, see, I, I just want to see your faces as you see that verse up on the screen. Because I know there's all these things going through your heart. Like, oh, no, he didn't. He better not say what I think he's going to say. And then some of the guys are like, is this going to help me or hurt me right now? Like, how is this working? So it says here in Ephesians 5.22, it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, I don't typically hear men bring this up. I have heard men, husbands, bring this up and go, you know what? My wife is supposed to submit to me. And when you hear a guy say that, you know the guy's a little bit off. Now, I don't mean that he's messed up. I mean that he's off in terms of understanding this. Because as we too often do in the Bible, we take things and we cut it out and then we post it up somewhere, not understanding the whole context. And so what we've already discussed is, well, let's say some guy comes to me, Jim's walking around. So Jim Hodge, of course, you know, this is a big verse for him. And we all know Melissa. <laughs> and he goes, Boog, you know what? The Bible says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. And that's when I would say, Jim. What's the first word here? And I say wives. Well, then the word of God is not talking to you. There are plenty of scriptures that say husbands, you pay attention to those, and let Melissa pay attention to these, but this is for her. But it's even bigger than that. Because the problem is, is that you have to see it in its fullness. Now, I used to try, I, I like to, to show you the language in the Greek, but I, I try not to do it very often, because sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't understand that language. Why are we showing that? But it's pretty important right now. So I want to show you the verse that comes right before this, 521. And I want you to see them together. Submit yourselves to one another because of your reverence for Christ. That comes right before. That's the rule. That's the family rule right there. And then they start to break it down. He starts, Paul, who's writing to this church in Ephesus, says, Now, so wives, this is what this looks like for you. Submit yourselves to your husbands as to the Lord. And then, if we can go to the next slide, um, we understand, now, I hope this doesn't bore you too much. Oh, that's not what Greek looked like. Um, it looks much different than that, so someone changed the font. But anyways, it says, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a certain kind of font that, that puts it in the actual Greek. But above that, I had it in the actual Greek, and then the, the program translated it. Um, so what it says, it says, upotasso which is the main word you need to understand. It's saying upotasso, and it's, it's a verb. So it's saying y'all need to do this. Y'all need to submit to one another out of reverence or phobo, which is fear, or a better way to describe that is awe, out of awe of God. So out of awe of Christ, 
y'all, because, you know, we say you, but sometimes in English we're like, wait, do you mean me or do you mean you all? So that's why I put y'all in there. Y'all need to submit yourself to one another out of reverence of Christ. And then in this verse, this this verse that says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, it doesn't actually say that. It means that. That's why it was translated that way. But actually, it's a continuation because it's translated literally, wives with your husbands as to the Lord. Well, wives with your husband, where's the verb? Well, the verb's in the sentence above. So it's a continuation of that. So you can't take this out all by itself and say, look, it says wives submit to your husbands. No, no, no. It says everyone in the kingdom of God, you submit yourself to one another. Wives, this is what it looks like for you. Let's look at the, what it says right after that because it talks to husbands. And I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but Jim, there's a lot more here for you it looks like. So husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. So husbands, this, and then it goes on and on, you know, like you would do to your own body. You know, like you want to pump up your body, you need to pump up your wife. You need to lift her up. You need to take care of her. Just like if you get a cut, you take care of it. As you take care of your body, you're supposed to take care of your wife, as Christ has done for us. Refers back out of reverence. Then it goes to children. Because Paul's like trying to go through the whole list here of everybody. He says, children, it's your Christian duty to obey your parents. For this is the right thing to do. So in the context of everyone, submitting yourself to everyone else, it needs to look like this for you, children. And we're not going to show you the rest of the verses, but it goes on to tell uh, workers in the house, servants of the house, you've committed yourself to this house. This is what it looks like for you as a follower of Jesus to submit yourself to one another. This is what it looks like for you. And then bosses, employers, this is what it looks like for you to submit yourself. But, but I'm the boss. In fact, the actual word is master. It says master. This is how you're supposed to, but I'm the master. Yeah, right, whatever. You're a Christian, right? You're following Jesus. We all submit to each other. Now that word submit, like we don't, you have to kind of slow it down and look at the word. So here we are back to Greek. Upo tasso. Okay, upo means to go underneath. Like the place, well, it means to be below. It's a, it's a prefix, right? But tasso is a really cool word because what it says is it it's means to arrange. So you arrange yourself underneath. And notice it says wives submit yourselves to your husbands. It doesn't say wives, you are submitted to your husbands. It doesn't say wives, you're below your husbands. It doesn't say that. It said wives choose to do this. Husbands, choose to submit, choose to place yourself below your wife and your children. Choose, that's, what, that's what a leader is. That's what a servant is. And you've got to understand how crazy this is. Some people go, this is old-fashioned. Well, of course it sounds old-fashioned to us because there's people that have abused it. But if we're all supposed to submit to each other, what Paul is doing here in this culture at this time is freaky. It's still, if you go to Qatar right now, or if you go to Iraq and you were to tell them, wives, choose to serve your husbands, the men would freak out like, are you kidding me? Like, duh, we know that. Don't ask her to do that. She's supposed to do that. In fact, even today, you need to walk three steps behind me, right? Hello? It's part of the culture. What Paul is saying here is, look, you're all equal. Everyone, submit to each other. This is what we do when we follow Jesus. Now here, we've got to come back to this. 
Focus on what's directed to you. Not like, hey, as a matter of fact, that's right. I was going to tell my husband. I was going to tell. My children need to hear this one. No, 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 no. Because that's not how it works because we're going to talk about it. He's talking to each of them because we each have a calling. And we're only responsible for our own calling. We're not responsible for other people's. You can't be. So we each have to make that decision to, and that's why I like that word tasso. It means to arrange. You have to arrange yourself by you choosing to place yourself underneath. Another way to look at this in terms of submitting, it's, it's, it's like an employer-employee relationship, right? Like, it would be crazy if you're an employee to be telling your boss what to do, right? For example, I had a friend um, in college, and her name was Tiffany, one of my best friends, and she took a job at Hot Dog on a Stick. They still have those, right? Is that still at the Mission Viejo Mall? Okay, that still blows my mind that hot dog places continue to make it. But we would go to Hot Dog on a Stick uh, in the beginning while I'm a guy, and they only hire, it seems, I don't, I've never seen a guy. Have you ever seen any guys working on Hot Dog on a Stick? No, exactly. <laughs> Here we go. So you don't see guys because if you've never been to Hot Dog on a Stick, the way it is is uh, they choose just like high school girls and college girls I think that's all they choose, because when I was in high school, we go, let's go to hot dog on a stick. And I didn't like hot dogs, but I knew the girls were there. And they would wear, but they'd wear these ridiculous outfits, like really crazy outfits. Like, I don't remember, I think it was yellow, blue, and red were the colors. And they were stripes, and they'd have this goofy hat, and you'd have this beautiful girl, and she'd put this stuff on, and she's like, you're the hot dog on a stick girl. You don't, you looked. Um, and so she had this job, and this is one of the things they'd have for their job. And I would just... I'd hassle Tiffany relentlessly with this. They make strawberry lemonade, which is the only other reason you'd go. If it was a bunch of dudes there, you may still come because of their strawberry lemonade, which is amazing. But the way they make it is they have this, like, little bucket out there, and they crush the stuff down. So these girls are right there for everybody to see, and they're hopping like this. So imagine Tiffany. And you got to understand something about Tiffany. Tiffany... Obviously, she's pretty. She is brilliant. She was uh, one of the best. She just goes, I think I'm going to play tennis. Never played tennis before. Starts playing tennis. She made the college tennis team. Then she's like, well, I played soccer. I'm going to play soccer in college. She was a leader with us on student uh, body government stuff. I mean, she was just this brilliant person. And here she is at Hot Dog on a Stick. You know, and I w I'm like, why don't you hassle your boss? Like, why don't you say, what? That's really dumb. Why are we doing? Why not? Because she took all of that power, all of that ability, all of that skill, all of her time, and she told her boss at Hot Dog on a Stick, look, I submit to you. I am placing myself underneath you. I work here. I am an employee. I am choosing to do this. I could leave if I want, but I want to do this, and so I surrender all of who I am. I'm kind of a big deal. I surrender that to you. If I'm the boss at Hot Dog and a Stick and she comes to me and she starts talking in exclamation points. You know, this is really dumb that we have to do the bounce thing. I'm like, I'm sorry. It sounds like you're talking to me with an exclamation mark. I don't think this is the right place for you. I'm your boss. What are you doing talking to me that way? Like, you agreed to do this. Or if she is there and she's like, you know what? These hours are totally not working for me. In fact, <laughs> I don't think you know how this works. So when you see that word submit, that means it's a, it's, it's a place of strength because she chose to do this. 
she spoke to her boss in question marks. Like, um, do you have any shifts you need me to cover? Um, hey, you know what? We're running low on the strawberry lemonade. We need to get some of that stuff going. Would, do you need to pick that up? Like, she would talk in question marks because she was a great employee. Because a great employee is someone that doesn't feel like they need to be the boss, but they want to contribute to whatever they're a part of because they believe in it. Some people just take a job because they want a job. Those are the people that usually find a way to leave or someone makes them leave because it's not where they want to submit their power. They don't leverage. To submit means to take all of your power, your time, talent, and treasure and to leverage it for the benefit of another. And in our families, not just mother, father, children, grandparents, uncles, aunts, but even bigger than that. But as followers of Christ, what we're doing is we realize that God has fearfully and wonderfully made us. Some of us don't really believe we're fearfully and wonderfully made, but you are. And God has made that clear. You belong to me. You're part of my family. And yet with all of that power, the word of God says this. Take all of that power. Choose to place yourself underneath others and serve them out of reverence for what Christ has done. As Christ has done that, so you choose to do that to each other. It's the family rule. The family rule for us at Branches, the family rule for any church, people that are following the Son of God, he's saying, look, as part of our family, this is how we do things. We put the needs of others above ourselves. This is the family rule. Now, what I mean by family rule, this was given to us by a dear friend here from Branches. They just showed up one time and said, here, I thought about you guys and gave it to us. So it says, family rule. And sometimes you get things from people like, oh, thank you, that's very nice. And you put it somewhere where they can see it, and then it starts moving farther back, and it makes it to the closet, then it's in the garage, then it's in a box, and it's in a garage sale. <laughs> this was awesome. This, like, I'm like, I, I've already imagined my kids fighting for this, you know. Dad's passed away. I need the family rules. You know, they're fighting over it. Like, that's the one thing I want. Because... This embodies the things that are important to us as a family. Keep your promises. Think of others before yourself. Share. Say I love you. Listen to one another. Do your best. Say please and thank you. Always tell the truth. Laugh at yourself. Hug often. Use kind words. Love each other. All of these, I mean, these, these are beautiful. If you were to make a plaque, and you were to pass it out, into all of our families, like just one. Like if we had to say, look, you can only say one thing, and it has to be for your whole family. I'll tell you what. It will not have any exclamation marks on it. It would have a question mark. The rule to the family is a question mark. And I stole this from a guy named Andy Stanley, who's a pastor in Georgia. And it was so beautiful. I'm like, I'm stealing this. Because he summed it up. Him and a team of people summed it up. This is, this is what we need to ask. And I put it up here on a slide. The question is, what can I do for you? That is the family rule. That we ask the question, what can I do for you? So imagine those typical situations we get in in our family, right? The typical kind of situations where um, you get in arguments. I know none of you married folk ever get in arguments, but let's just say you did. A typical way to start that is, Seriously, your mom is coming to our house again, 
exclamation mark, right? Because we talk an exclamation mark. But instead, as the family rule, you realize, you catch yourself, like that's burning up within you. Instead, you say, you know, what can I do to make this easier for you? Because I know that when your mom comes, it's hard on you, and I, what can I do to make this better? You freak out your spouse, right? Because we don't usually talk in question marks. What if, what if instead of your children, or those of you who are children, because some of you are, well, you're all children. Think about it. You all have parents. Instead of telling your parents what they should do, and maybe it's, if you're really young, it's something like, why can't I have that candy bar? Exclamation mark. Or why don't you ever come and visit the kids? Exclamation mark. Or why is it we always have to do Thanksgiving at your house? Exclamation mark. Instead of us communicating that way, why don't you really freak out your parents by saying, you know what, I know Thanksgiving's coming up. What can I do for you? Whoop. For those of you, think about it. Those of you, I don't think there's any, there he is. See, he's right there. He's right there next to you. He's always right there. You don't think I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to you. So now you come home. What's your name? Yes. Dane? Okay, so Dane, even though you're in here and even though you're hearing this, I dare you to come home. And I see your mom there right now. So you can come home and freak out your mom and say, hey, mom, hey, I'm just going to go out and go skate, but is there anything you want me to do for you? <laughs> she will freak out. And this is the best time to do it. When your parents, when they have all their friends over, so like, you know, when the Hodges are over there and the White Cos are all hanging out, wait till they're all around and then walk up and say, hey, Dad, um, before I go and hang out with my friends, is there anything you want me to do for you? And then when you walk out, all their friends are going to just tell me the secret. How did you do that? Because we all hunger for that, don't we? That's the way it's supposed to be designed. And you know, that's the way it's supposed to be with our neighbors. This isn't just about family. Think about that neighbor that you're just like, instead of praying for them, you're praying they'd leave. Like, what if when you came home and instead of glaring them down like you do, you know, you kind of glare at each other. What if you actually asked them, hey, you know, just thinking about what can I do? You know, I noticed this was happening. Is there anything I could do for you with that? You know, I noticed that um, your dog kept and keeps dumping in my yard. Is there anything, <laughs> like, is there anything, can I, you know, he looks like he's all wired up and barking all the time. Hey, I'm, I run. Would that help you if I took him for a run? Watch your neighbor who's 85 years old just go and die right there on the spot from the heart attack. Because we don't do that. Because if somebody does that, you must be a dog. This doesn't mean you have to feel this either. You don't have to have this like, oh, I just can't wait to walk. No, no, you're probably not going to feel it. You're not going to feel like doing it. Dane, you're not going to feel like doing that for your parents, okay? So I'm not saying, hey, this is going to be fun. Do it. But you know what? It's going to be beautiful. It's the way God has designed us. It's the family rule. If you could just write one thing, it'd be, what can I do to help? But here's the tricky thing with this one. As I said already, you're not going to want to do that. Nowhere does it say you need to feel like this. Wives, you need to choose to ask, what can I do to help? Because you're going to feel that way. Husbands, give your life away and ask to your wife and your children, what can I do to help? Because it just felt right. Children, do that with your parents because they're such perfect parents. You have to do it, right? No, we don't do it based on some reciprocal agreement. It's not a contractual agreement. It's supposed to be mutual submission. But it doesn't always work that way. But it's a choice that we make out of reverence 
for Christ, out of awe of what he has done for us. As we grow in our understanding of who Christ is and how he has loved us, we are then set free to do this for others without expecting anything in return. I love what it says in Hebrews where it says that keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. This is another way to say out of reverence of Christ, out of fear, looking at Christ. And as we look at Christ, we see God himself who chose to place himself underneath us to serve. He took all that power, all that all that authority on heaven and in earth, and he chose to use that for the benefit of us. And he, who is the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him, the joy, because there is joy in choosing to live this way. And Jesus, the author and perfecter of for our faith, for who the joy for who for the joy set before him asked this question, what can I do to help? For the joy set before him suffered. He saw the joy in it because it's what he chose to do. And there was joy in it. And as the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he suffered and died for us. We don't do this because, like, you know what? My husband's been pretty cool this week. I guess I'm going to choose to serve him today. What can I do to help? You brought me some flowers. You cleaned up. So now I will now reciprocate. No. You don't look to him where that comes from. It comes from who Christ is. Because you see that kind of love for you and that sets you free. And you make a decision. As for me and my house, this is how I will live. I cannot control my husband. I cannot control my wife. I cannot control my parents. If anything, we're learning that more and more. The older you get, you go, oh, I'm really not in control. You have your children, and they're really small, and you're like, you, know, you see Topher up here, I'm in control. Topher already knows this is happening. It's just going to be more and more out of control. Because little Ryder's like, ha, I'm going to cry right now. And you're like, no, I'm in control. Stop crying. And no matter what you do, it will not stop the crying because you are not in control. So you choose to live a life where you say, what can I do to help? But we do this out of reverence for Christ, because that's the only place it's going to come from. Have the same attitude in you which was in Christ, who being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, which is another way to say he submitted. He leveraged all of his power and authority and chose to serve. And this is, this is just how we live. This is life. Here it branches. Here, if you're from another church and you're visiting, whatever the name of the church is that you're a part of, it's the same rule for your church. You don't come into a church speaking in exclamation marks. You come with a heart of going, what can I do to help? Because this is my family. This, I'm choosing to follow Christ. Or if you're just visiting, which happens in a lot of churches, and especially here at Branches, you're like, look, I'm not even sure if I believe any of this stuff, but you need to know what our attitude is to be and what we're trying to do, which is to live in such a way that we look to each other and say, what can I do to help? For example, um, we've been talking a lot about our family ministry stuff, and we have this uh, dream session on Saturday, and, and Stacy Coble, I don't even know if she's here today, she just had this attitude of, you know what, what can I do to help? I don't even know if she's familiar with doing children's stuff or family stuff, but she's like, what can I do to help? I'm willing. Um, we have this need, we have these high schoolers that keep coming, we have these families of high schoolers, and yet, and we have these kids that are growing up to be high schoolers, we have to have a high school group. We have to have a group for them where people are pouring into them. And we've had people like 
Jen Jolly and, and um, others that I don't want to like call out because they feel like they're committed, but people that have said, hey, you know what? I heard you say this. What can I do to help? I don't even really know how to do this, but I'm willing. What can I do to help? Um, we talked about home groups. Rachel was up here, and she says, hey, by the way, we've got great home groups, except we don't have one open home group. So I'm just telling you about home groups. We want you to join one, but you can't join one. And then people just started stepping up, people like Corey Ritzow, and he's like, hey, can I help? What can I do to help? And we had other people going, I don't even know what that looks like. I'm not even qualified. I don't even know if I can pull that off, but can I, can I help in that way? Can I lead in that way? Um, uh, finances. It's awesome to hear people come up and they're like, you know what? I heard about this project that we're doing here or here here. Can I help with that financially? Do you need help? I, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm loaded or anything, but like, can I help if there's anything? Five, ten dollars? Um, La Casa. Like, I was sitting with Jen Stenlake and she came up to me. She goes, hey, I don't know what I could possibly do. Sorry about that, Jen. I didn't ask you ahead of time. She came up. She goes, I heard about this. I don't know what I can do, but I want to help. What can I do to help? Because that's the kind of attitude we're supposed to have. Um, I was sitting there this morning with uh, Brad and Topher. Topher were here, and they were talking about a group that they're starting for um, people that have graduated of high school. They're going to call it Boys to Men. <laughs> some of you, some of you had no idea what that means, but it's pretty rad. Boys to Men. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he, they, nobody came and asked him. They just looked out, and he just he talked to his brother. He's like, "Hey, what can I do to help? Would this help?" That's what this is. So when we talk about all the stuff we've talked with family over the past few weeks, we talked about marriages, we talked about your future family versus, you know, forgiving your family that you were born into versus um, what does it look like to parent. You want to sum it all up? We each need to make the decision to say to ourselves, you know what, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And when you say that, what you're saying is, is that you're going to live like Christ did. You can imagine him and the Father having this conversation. Jesus, look at them. we got to do something. I know, I know. And then Jesus looks at his father, hey, what can I do to help? It's going to be pretty expensive. It's your life. It would be you going down. It would be you living, you choosing to live among and to die for them. I can do that. Do I want to do that? Is that exciting? No, but I, I can help. I, I'll do that. In awe of Father God, please lead us in worship. I know worship is way more than songs, Lord, um, but yet I know how hard it is for me to do. So, Father, I ask that you would lead us all. Show us how to live this out. Show us how to um, surrender ourselves. It is so hard to let go of control. I'm so worried that somebody's stepping on me. I'm always, we're always in battle mode. Show us what it is to choose to let somebody else lead. Show us the joy in that as we look at your son, Jesus, the son of God. Open our eyes. We want to see Jesus. We ask this in your name.
whole last song is scripture, every last word of it. So when we sing some songs, we think, oh, there's some artistic license there. That last song is verbatim Psalms and uh, Solomon and, and David. And, and uh, I just want to kind of go back there real quick. Just so those of you who don't know this can know this. This is true. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He is slow to anger, and he is rich in love. He is good to all, and he has compassion on all that he has made, including you guys. So for those of us who go, man, I'm, I think I'm beyond that grace, and I'm beyond that compassion, that song was for you guys. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. And what Book was talking about when Jesus came, and he died, and he rose again, and we hear that story so often, something that, I, that my favorite part of that is when Jesus says, it is finished, and it's, it's finished. We are redeemed. God has brought this, what once was dead, alive in him. All we have to do is acknowledge that. So just know that everyone in this room is redeemed. Just, I just felt like I wanted to say that. So in case you're wondering, you're already there. You don't have to work for it. So amen. Amen's a Christian word that gets thrown around a lot. It means like, I agree. And then another one is hallelujah. And you're like, I don't know what that means. It means praise the Lord. So this song, uh, <laughs> we get to sing that hallelujah. Will you guys stand with us? We're going to sing one last song. And this song is kind of one of those, I want to stand when I sing the chorus. So thank you. <laughs>
intimacy. So fun to think that uh, God meets us where we're at and, um, and uses other people who look to us and say, what, kind of ask what it is that I need. And so they'll come and say, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to be there for you in this. So moving or um, somebody in need. I know uh, there's families who have had babies that need food. There's, um, I've got a gal who works for me right now, and it's, um, she's on a 10-day guess it's quarantine she's she's having radiation and so she took a pill she has to go lock down for 10 days and she's it's funny I had all kinds of things to say I wasn't going to say this at all um, <laughs> you know that it's weird for me to run out of words um, and Alma's right now she's on her fourth day of just being locked down she took this pill and they they brought it into her in the radiation lab and they brought it in a canister and the radiologist and the nurse brought it, handed it to her, took the lid off and stepped back into the corner, kind of behind her shield, told her to take it out of the test tube, take it, don't touch it, then put it back on the table. Then the nurse came over, grabbed it, locked it in a cabinet, took this wand, pointed it at her and it showed that she was radioactive. So then they said, okay, well, follow me. And she stayed about 25 feet away from her and walked her out to her car where she went by herself home for 10 days. Nobody can see her. She has to be behind a door. Gnarly. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, I want to do something for her. Like, I want to, Charity and I would like to go over and give her a hug. Like, she's got two girls. She's single. Girls are with her, their dad. She can't see or talk to anybody, can't open the door to get food, like people leaving it on her doorstep. Suck to be life alone, you know what I mean? Like if that was our daily experience, fortunately it's 10 days for her and it's kind of a season, but if I had to go and do life alone, it'd suck. So generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. Another version says, he who refreshes others will he himself be refreshed. So I want to encourage you guys that um, as we think about the family, I'm nothing, Charity and I are nothing like Jane and Shen, Shane, Shane and Jen, yeah, um, who say, you know, I want to die to myself. I don't want to go to that restaurant or, you know, I don't wake up to Charity and go, hey, what do you want to do today? Now I'm all about me. So we have two different types of families in this church and Charity and I are the other. She's not really, I, I am. <laughs> so it's really about me. Um, but be the people today that would refresh other people. You know, go out as you leave here and think that our small group, we love our small group. There's all kinds of random stuff in my head. I got I'm like this little, got a wheel that runs and runs. But, so join a small group. Yeah, cool, go for it. But the Hodges are in ours, and they put up with us, so there's people that will deal with you guys, I promise. Um, continue, to, continue to press in and be involved in people's lives, because as you refresh others, today you yourself will be refreshed. Well, amen, you guys. Thanks for coming today. We're going to call today and go. If you guys have kids, you can go help out in the back, and then uh, have a blessed week, you guys. Next week is the feast, so come hungry.
Amen. See you.